Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, we're coming off the birthday weekend. You're not sounded too hot. Caught a little no. bit of a cold. Yes. So we're, we're pushing through, it sounds like. A little bit of a, some congestion. I definitely felt it there when I tried to get that welcome uh, on that E. Uh, that definitely <laughs> was a bit much. But hey, we got to put out this content. And, uh, you know, you can always, for an hour of podcasting pain, I can go watch some Mission Impossible after this and uh, take it easy. So it'll be a good time. We got a really fun episode. We're talking about the latest and greatest new Beast of the Prey collection event, new LTM. A lot of really fun stuff, honestly. We've been looking forward to this uh, news episode for, honestly, I think like the last five or six days, we've actually been kind of talking about it, uh, even when we saw each other in uh, person over the weekend. But yeah, uh, before we get into the episode, if you want a question answered, ask it in our Discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to drop us a follow on Twitter at Kirkwood O'Shea at HB Burson. Links for those are in the description of the episode. Yeah, we, we have some news here in a little bit, but if you wanted to hear that news first, definitely following the Twitter uh, is the best way to, to get that early access almost to big life updates, podcast updates. Um, but on the Patreon side of things, loving the community been an absolutely insane week. We have practically filled up the third-party invitational completely at this point. Um, So definitely message before if you're not sure if there's going to be a spot for you or a duo or a a full trio. uh, Definitely check in with our Discord mods before you pull the trigger. Um, You can, of course, sign up as an alternate. A lot of times we'll have maybe like four to seven dropouts day Mm -hmm. of or the week before. So don't be discouraged uh, if... uh, it appears to be filled up right now. There's still hope. Uh, but a reminder, uh, the dates will be October 21st at 5 p.m. PDT. There will be a Discord check-in. We're going to play five games, two on King's Canyon, one game on Olympus, and then finish it off with two games on World's Edge. Standard scoring, all the rules are on the sign-up sheet uh, mm-hmm. so that you'll be able to educate yourself on how it's going to go down. It's going to be a blast. I mean, they're so fun and we are trying to figure out a way to uh, stream the tournament as well and uh, have Henry and I kind of talk through what's going on, have some laughs on the, we'll see if we can get as serious as actually considering ourselves casters, but not ready to make that full commitment uh, as of right now, at least. Fair enough. With that though, go ahead. Yeah. The big piece of news, even bigger than a third party invitational is mm-hmm. I got my first rolled heirloom. Yes, sir. And I'm telling you, Shay, pretty exciting. Um, obviously, day one player, level 1800. You know, I'm, I'm grinding. You've been playing for a while. I'm yeah. grinding. Mm-hmm. But uh, now finally on the PC, uh, got the first heirloom and, of course, had to go with Gibraltar. And you know what? Like, he's the main. But you really pushed me to to like his heirloom more than maybe I did at first. And in game, like the flames and the mm-hmm. glowing is very pronounced. And I think it's pretty cool. Like you go up to a wall and it's gonna you're gonna have that reflection of light. Yeah. Which is yeah. just cool. Like I've never experienced that. So definitely happy and glad I made the choice. 
It was. Uh, it's always been kind of the fun. Like we did the heirloom rankings and stuff, and you know, you're the Gibby guy through and I through. Know. So it's always been funny that I've kind of been higher on that <laughs> yep. heirloom than you. So I'm glad. I'm glad you're quite happy and satisfied now that you finally got it. But yeah, it was overdue uh, to say the least. I think. <laughs> yep. Super happy. Big news for me. <laughs> With that, though, let's dive into the rest of the news. First, and probably the main piece of news, the Beast of Prey collection event is officially live. We're kind of going to go through the update, the patch notes, all that fun stuff. And we'll start it off with, I think, the biggest part of this, you know, mid-season event, the new LTM gun run. And so for a little descriptor of what this event is, you go head-to-head against three other squads in a race to master a wide range of weapons. Each time you get a kill with a weapon, you leapfrog over teammates and are given the next highest weapon on the track. Play as a team and get through the track as fast as you can with some help from infinite ammo, health items, and automatic response. The final weapon on the track is a new exclusive throwing knife, which will be available in the firing range for practice during the event. And this is pretty much kind of a mirror, but like an upgraded version of gun game that everyone's kind of used to in a lot of other first-person shooters. Uh, you know, with that, you have the same demotion with melee kills thing you have. And we're playing on uh, Skulltown and Frag East, and not just the current version of Skulltown, but OG Skulltown. Mm-hmm. So, going through all that information, what are some of your first impressions on this LTM? How's it stack up against others previously? And uh, any early tips for people? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, we've been waiting a long, long time for a fresh LTM. And, uh, I think it's kind of paid off. This is definitely a winner uh, in our book. You know, I I think one of the things that shocked us was, I mean, for me, it was the team-based weapon progression that Mm -hmm. you didn't necessarily need to complete the entire list of weapons in order to win, which going into it, I thought that was going to be the case. And then why wasn't it going to be a free-for-all? But the fact that, if your teammates, you know, go on a heater and go on like a three or four kill streak, you're going to then skip all those weapons. That makes it very much team based, which I love. And then the other thing that was kind of a shocker, I think, for both of us was common armor uh, and not blue, which yeah. is definitely more traditional for LTMs like uh, Winter Express. So, you know, the impact of that is a little easier to get the kills uh, with harder weapons. Um, but also you will be doing body heals more so mm-hmm. than in other modes, even though you do have the passive uh, shield regen, um, you're going to be popping med kits um, if you are going to be surviving for a long time because you just don't have a whole lot of shield. Yeah, I think they really have started to iron out these you know, non-Battle Royale mechanics, the shield regen, the unlimited ammo, the unlimited heals. It, it really starts to come together and I think makes for a really great mode. Like, I'm, I'm quite disappointed that I'm under the weather and kind of sick and can't, I don't think I can truly get across how much I've been enjoying this mode today and how much I think they killed it. Um, I mean, I messaged you after my first game and I said, you know, I'm sick, so... Uh, take this with a grain of salt because I'm out of it today, but I think this might be my favorite LTM they've uh, done yet. And as a huge Winter Express fan, that kind of hurt to say to an extent, but I think they really smashed it here. There's such a great level of competitiveness. There's still the team element and it's just fast paced and you get to really enjoy Apex Guns at its finest. Such great practice too. 
for anything. You're going to get used to and practice playing with every single weapon you can. Yeah, I, I think it's a real winner. Um, I'm definitely with you. I'm close to saying that this is my favorite LTM of all time. Um, I think have to give it a, a week maybe um, to see the replayability factor. Totally. And there's going to be a, a dev AMA on dis, on Reddit that we'll go into next week. And maybe there'll be some insight into this LTM. Um, but, you know, comparing it to Winter Express, you know, you're having a rotation of loadouts in Winter Express. You're having objectives. Replayability, in my opinion, pretty good. Mm-hmm. This mode, you know, you're flopping in between two maps. Guns are going to be the same, but it is pretty different in terms of exactly what order and what guns you're playing with. And then having the throwing knife at the end, that makes me want to play again and again mm-hmm. because that's just such a fun moment. And we already won three games and a very, very yeah. limited play session. So we got the skills. No, that's, put them to the test. Yeah, that's the part that always helps make it fun when you're uh, yep. winning and every game's close. So yep. it's it's a blast. I I really think they smashed it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the throwing knife equaling a ton of replayability. Yeah, I think my only big wish out of this mode, and I told you in the game when we were playing, but a final kill cam or like a play of the game, I think could be so cool. And you've never really had the BR element to do it. Um, and so I, I know why we don't have it, obviously, in uh, this version of uh, Apex Legends. But I wonder if that's something that could ever be considered if they made these modes more permanent, me in some form of rotation or something. But it, because it just feels like you're building out another great gun, uh, another great LTM and gun run. You got control, which is great. You got Winter Express. I think a rotation of those would be more enjoyable than just kind of having arenas or different versions of the BR playlist for people. It offers such great practice for people that are entering the game and just want to get better. In my opinion, we'll see what the kind of, if there's engagement numbers to back that up. Um, But yeah, that's my first thought. It's kind of bold to say that, but this is something that we and the rest of the community has been asking for a long time. And at this point, the game is so popular that why not? You know, I, I think we could probably handle, uh, you know, the matchmaking and the lobby mm-hmm. sizes and the player base. Um, I'd love to see that actualized. So yeah. cross our fingers and uh, let's hope for it. I guess last thing then before we kind of keep going, it, this is real Skulltown. This is the OG yeah. Skulltown. How are you feeling being back? Like, love it's it. incredibly <laughs> nostalgic, but like, do you play it and you're like, oh, I see why this isn't in the game anymore? Or are you just kind of, is it too early and you're just like so focused on how much fun it is to kind of be back? It's so fun. It looks so good. You know, there is no loot component. You have your loadouts and you have unlimited almost heals and, uh, and ammo. So it's, it's hard to compare it to you know should it be in the game like this but i have to say it's a lot of fun and playing revenant uh is also pretty fun because you're able to climb those central tall buildings and Mm -hmm. mobility is definitely going to be key uh on i think both of the maps uh for gun run yeah i mean whether it be coming in permanence which is like a you know a high wish or if it's like control and we get like a week or two of it every season or something I'm so excited to see this grow to more maps. And I'm so excited to see that they were willing to go back to a fan favorite, an OG map. And 
figure out how to make it playable in a respawn mode because I think that just really opens the doors for what they can kind of do. And it, it's really appealing, I think, to the longtime players to flip it back. I know we just did the maps episode and you mentioned like, hey, I'd love to get older iterations of maps in rotation. If this is the closest thing we get, I still think that's uh, quite enjoyable. Totally. Um, let's keep it rolling, though. We could probably talk about Gun Run all day if we wanted to, but let's talk about some new items. I guess by that I mean skins. What are your first thoughts, reactions? Are you going to be uh, pulling the trigger on everything, or are you uh, a little more hesitant right now on this season? What are you thinking? Yeah, we'll see. I I ended up following the reviewer question uh, about what I would purchase with 1200 crafting materials. And I went ahead and went, got a G seven skin. So I won't be crafting anything uh, for this event, but I do have to say skins pretty good. Um, probably not as good as the last collection event, which we both shelled out for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I were to call out one, I think the pathfinder skin is really cool and unique. Um, so I like the look of that. Yeah, I think they're doing such a great job with the skins lately. Um, just getting to higher and higher levels. Uh, with that, though, let's talk about the heirloom a little bit. The Gara de Alonza, which translates to Alonza's Claw. And kind of your fun Easter egg fact is Alonza was the name of Loba's mother. So lots of lore built into the name of this heirloom, the heirloom itself. Uh, how do you feel seeing it in action? We kind of saw it in comics and talked about it. Yeah. Uh, last week, but you're actually getting to you know see it, get the inspects and the rare animations of Slice and Rev's head and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I think it's so cool, and you know it's unique. And the introduction of the heirloom I felt like was unique. I think the coolest inspect that I've seen is her ass actually taking the the masquerade mask um, and putting that on her face uh, while inspecting the heirloom, which is. Very, very cool. Almost mm-hmm. as cool as looking at Gibraltar's uh, gun shield. <laughs> oh, man. I think they did a really good job with hers. Um, I will say, though, like I have no idea what order we're going in anymore at this point for heirlooms. It's kind of just a flavor of the month kind of thing. We are definitely not going in order of release, uh, which is, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but kind of interesting, at least to think about. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty weird, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why Lobo was uh, skipped up on uh, yeah. for so long. We kind of felt like she was going to be sooner. I know, obviously, sooner than Rampart. Um, but interesting that she was a little delayed uh, compared to where maybe she should have been. And then from here on out, who knows uh, what we're doing. I'd love to see the whiteboard uh, that they're working on yeah. over at Respawn. Yeah, I'd love to know the order and why we're going in what order. Mm-hmm. So who knows what next season will hold. Um, let's talk about the patch notes themselves. And it, honestly, pretty small set of patch notes. Um, but we'll kind of rattle through these, I think, and then we can talk at a high level on some of the highlights of them. But crafting rotation was shifted. RE45 and Devotion are back on the floor. P2020 and Havoc were added to the crafter. Uh, for spawn rate stuff, they reduced laser and barrel spawn rates. They increased optic sight spawn rates. They reduced low tier light weapon spawn rates. Increased heavy weapon spawn rates. Made an edit to explosive holds. They reduced the shotgun bolt spawn rate. They increased the optic spawn rate. And for the bow, they reduced the ammo capacity from 80 to 60. 
anything uh, stand out to you from these that we uh, we should dive into? I think my first reaction uh, to seeing the notes was it's kind of just decreases. You know, it, mm-hmm. this is nothing that is super exciting, honestly. Like we're just losing more stuff, and I think that decreasing laser sights makes sense. I could definitely feel that was a little overcranked uh, on Kings Canyon. Um, so happy to see that. The only other thing I think maybe is worth me mentioning is that crafting rotation is so unique um, because totally. we're pretty much swapping one turbocharger energy weapon for mm-hmm. another and one light pistol that takes hammers for another. So Very weird. <laughs> it's uh, pretty interesting that that's kind of the direction they want to go for this entire season of kind of maintaining one of those uh in the crafting so i think that's something to something to call out and very interested interested to see what next season holds for the crafter because it makes a massive impact uh to just the loot pool and gunplay yeah i think you'll see a lot more re45 again honestly Mm -hmm. so yeah who knows it'll be interesting Uh, we're going to keep rolling the news answer a question or two but before we do that here's a quick word from our sponsors Welcome back. Let's talk about arenas. There were some changes made to that, which honestly was quite timely for a conversation we were yes. having recently. Um, but they increased the cost for hammer point rounds for the Mozam uh, from white. Uh, it costed 100 before. Now it's 150. Uh, getting blue rarity, 200. Now it's 250. And purple, 500 to 700. Uh, we said it was kind of timely because we played some arenas with uh, our boy Rye over on. Uh, Discord, who is uh, our admin there, who's a big arenas guy, and talked about a lot of high level play is Mozam only. That's what you buy, you max out. The hammer points is really good. The deal is too good in of itself. And even funnier after that, I feel like I saw two or three TikToks of arenas tips, and everyone was just running the hammer point Mozam. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to actually impact the competitive scene because I think if you're a diehard arenas player, as far as we know, this is a pretty impactful change. Yeah, I mean, this is a strategy that we were able to put put to use, and it definitely works. Um, I will say this isn't very drastic. Um, I think something that Rai had mentioned to us and sounded a little bit more fair is to just remove hammer points uh, mm-hmm. from arenas. I don't really think these price differences are going to affect the competitive arenas meta at all. It just isn't enough. Like. When you start to compare a purple Mozambique to a purple R301, yeah, you know, the cost difference is still in thousands of uh, crafting materials. So mm-hmm. it's still such a good deal to use the the Hammer Point Mozambique. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be a more drastic uh, step next season. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I could see it impacting maybe early rounds, but I think you're right, and that those big price differences just still won't outweigh anything. Um. Next thing from the patch notes, uh, we had some quality of life changes. They made a handful of fixes to control, which I thought was interesting. So obviously, I think we can expect for that to come back soon, but we haven't had changes to control while it's not in rotation or yeah. while it's not uh, coming out and announced. So that's quite interesting. Uh, and then they, they also removed the ability to tap strafe on gravity cannons, which is getting the attention of some people. Uh, they also removed the double zipline movement with Pathfinder I saw on Twitter today, which some people are a little disappointed with. 
And then they added new heel animations. And I'll be honest, I think the heel animations are really, really cool. And I, I really like them. What's first reaction, thoughts, or where you want to start here? New healing animations, really cool. You know, definitely going to be an adjustment period, but I think within a week, uh, you probably won't even notice it and you might just appreciate it. Um, this doesn't affect any timings of using heels, so that's good. Um, but I think it looks really cool. I'm, I'm so shocked that it took more than three seasons for them to remove the tap strafing off the gravity cannons. So Me just too. Totally goes against the whole point of them. Uh, and how they're even placed on the map. So I'm honestly happy to see that uh, being done. Doesn't mean I like gravity cannons any more or mm-hmm. less, but uh, I'm kind of shocked that it took so long. And I wonder how difficult that was to do. I definitely want to see in-game how it feels to go through a ca- gravity cannon and see if there's any like restrictions to your mm-hmm. movement, perhaps. That'd be quite interesting to see how they kind of went about it on the tech side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this is interesting stuff. I, I love control. I just love the attention to these non-BR modes in Apex right now. Uh, and hopefully it means some cool stuff is is it coming. And yeah, for any reactions to the heal animations before we keep rolling? Yeah, I had mentioned that I like them. And I think in, in a week, we probably won't even miss the old ones. Yeah, my bad. That's my sick brain right there. So uh, we'll keep it rolling then. Uh, Apex popularity another all-time high and this is kind of a a big deal i would say Uh, it is so apex's peak steam population is still consistently hitting 400k plus players daily since season 14 um you know i think for a lot of people maybe they don't know the context of it so to put that in perspective uh before season 14 the steam population had only peaked at 400k once um, so we're talking about every day is a record day this season versus you know 13 seasons before this. Uh, the game is as popular as ever. And th- these numbers kind of blew my mind when you sent these my way uh, a few days ago for the episode. And dude, I, I don't know. Apex is obviously on fire right now. Uh, do you, is there anything you can point to, you think, that might be the, the driving factor? I don't have a clue. I, I really am shocked. Um, you know. Traditionally, if we look back the last three years, now is not supposed to be a record-breaking time, mm-hmm. you know. And we look at other games; there's no real rationale why Apex will be doing so well. Um, love to see it; it's amazing, you know. If it's anything, people are realizing that this is the best battle royale. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it definitely is. What's going to be interesting is to see season 15. You know, we're we're on track to maybe be getting a new map. Mm-hmm. That could be really exciting. Um, last time we got a new map, it wasn't as big uh, of a bump to the player base as we were kind of expecting. But maybe things will be different this time around. But we're also coming up on Modern Warfare 2. Yes. So that's kind of the big question going into the holiday season. Um, will Apex be able to maintain this kind of all-time record-breaking after record-breaking month uh, come the holiday season with all these game releases. Yeah, it's always a competitive time. I wonder if part of the increase right now is with the announcement of Warzone 2. You know, naturally when the new version's announced, you know, some people kind of say, oh, I'll stop playing, do something else, wait for the new one. So I'm wondering if we're continuing to see an influx of COD players. 
uh, and if that'll drop off, which uh, if that's true or not, we'll know within the next uh, two months, pretty much. And I think it's quite interesting. But yeah, MW2, Warzone 2, going to be a pretty good competitor, I, I would say, in terms of what, the reason we did an Apex versus uh, Call of Duty uh, Warzone podcast a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, next piece of news, some Iron Sights updates. So Apex put out a little article and has changed the reactive flatline skin, Heatsink, announcing that skins shouldn't be f- a factor in, the, in a sight's functionality but rather should push players to loot for better optics. The reactive flatline skin has kind of been notoriously better iron sights than anything else. And it's also un, like not, you're not able to get it for any way, shape and form at this point. And so they're obviously altering it for those reasons, but it's kind of interesting to get that line of thinking that, Hey, iron sights probably shouldn't be as good as optics, even the base level optics. And we should want you to push for that because I know this is going to be an interesting conversation now with guns like the R99, which has notoriously a really good uh, iron sight on one of the bases. Uh, you've, I mean, people use it over 1Xs and Digis at times. So it's an interesting conversation. What's kind of your reaction to these changes? Uh, and do you think they're a big deal or is this kind of something that we probably won't really notice? I've personally always been humored by the people that prefer iron sights uh, on some skins mm-hmm. to optics because for me the difference in visibility with a one times hcog to any iron sight is absolutely ridiculous like you're just bringing you're pulling up your perspective so much to be above the gun um, that i don't even think you can compare them but that being said cool iron sights are cool iron sights mm-hmm. love to look at them love to compare them the thing that I was shocked by was mostly negative feedback to this. Um, yeah. People were upset, it seemed like, on Twitter. And yes, people are mainly <laughs> always <laughs> upset on Twitter. But a lot of people pushing to say, I purchased this battle pass for this skin. And now that is taken away from me. Or at least maybe the reason that I was getting it is taken away. I want a refund. You know, this isn't fair. And okay like Mm -hmm. little jimmy that's that's fair (laughs) um like in some ways yes maybe that that is maybe a ripoff but in such a broader way like looking at the bigger perspective in the context of apex we don't want pay to win skins we don't want iron sights to be you know better than other iron sights or other optics that really is not good so I think it was probably the right decision. The timing of it is very interesting. And again, this is something that is not for the the casual player. This is for professionals. And this is for, you know, the competitive integrity of Apex Legends, which seems to be more and more priority for balancing and going back and changing things. Mm-hmm. And this is a long, long gone skin. So really interesting that now is the time that this has happened, but I support the rationale for it. Yeah, I think it's it's good stuff to me, in my opinion. I think the iron sight skins are what they are. They should be iron sight skins. They shouldn't be as good, like you were saying, of optics. Um, honestly, I haven't played with the heat sink skin in so long because I don't have it on the new PC to even really speak to it personally. I mean, I do enjoy the iron sights on the R9. I think it's uh, Outland Avalanche, maybe, uh, is the name of that skin. I yep, think they're great. 
but I still attach any optic except for the one times hollow. And that's just because I'm not a one times hollow fan. So it's never been a huge part of my gameplay. And uh, it's it's tough to see the pushback here because it seems a little you know uncalled for. Um, last piece of news. As of September 17th, it's officially been one year since Respawn said cross progression was coming next year. So three months left in the year. Do you think we're getting it with this uh, with the latest season? Maybe we'll have something from the AMA about this to talk about next week. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of funny. We are looking at that one year promise. I will say, you know, that came from Ryan Rigney, who was you know head of comms at EA, who has since left. So who knows kind of what's happened since then? Um, I, I'm not overly optimistic, but if you're a cross progression holding out hope, those are kind of the the deadlines. Maybe you're looking at before you can be a little outraged. I think it's very unlikely. Honestly, I mean, we've had so many team changes uh, since that was announced. We've had yeah. mobile come out. We've had new respawn projects come out. Um, we've kind of also got more out. context. Yeah, since we've, then, yeah. <laughs> we've also just kind of been told that cross progression is incredibly difficult, not just from a technical standpoint, but a legal and like business standpoint of getting all the platforms to work together, yeah. like in-game purchases. So. We will see. I'm definitely not holding my breath. Um, and the thing is, like, the best case scenario for cross progression probably isn't you getting all of your skins that you've all like earned on multiple yeah. accounts onto yeah. one. So it's going to be pick or choose, probably. And at this point, I don't even know what I would do. I think you just got that heirloom, so it becomes really easy for you yeah. to make that decision. So it might be a mute point right now. For sure. Okay, we're going to wrap things up with one five-star question today. The question is coming from Winning is Fun, five stars. I'm a Rampart main and I solo queue and ranked, and I'm finding Plat 1 very difficult when I usually get to Masters. I was hoping my favorite podcast would give me some advice. Thanks for the great pod. Oof. Masters player, stuck in Plat 1, and now you just hit Diamond as a Rampart. So Yeah, I did. Talk to, the, talk to Winning is Fun here, and uh, maybe you got any advice for him. Yeah, I think uh, Plat 1 is where the vast majority of really competent solo queue players are getting. Probably being demoted once or twice already is pretty normal. Uh, coming from Diamond to Plat is probably where you should be getting forced by. Uh, just given the fact that in those Diamond lobbies, it's three stack Preds mm -hmm. and Master players. So as a solo Rampart, there's nothing I can tell you other than you are doing the very best you possibly can. You know, I, I don't think you're going to be able to maintain that main and that solo queue style and progress deep into Diamond and into Masters. Um, you, you just have to get teammates based off of how the rank system works right now. Yeah, I think that's very well said. It's a. Uh... An interesting split. I'm excited to kind of get the breakdown of it uh, at the end of the season. Uh, hopefully we can continue to kind of get the latest and greatest data so we can look at maybe that difficulty and how it compares to previous seasons. Uh, with that, though, that's going to wrap things up So for us. Thank you so much to our producer of the third party, Ten, who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, give us a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in.
Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.